Welcome to Rewind Cinema, the podcast where we go back in time and randomly select a movie to give our uneducated opinions about. Gabe is smiling. What? I don't know why he's smiling. Uh, what are you uh, talking about? I, I'm just reading my notes. I'm Matt. <laughs> what is Gabe going to say? I'm worried. <laughs> I was actually going to go. <laughs> um, B. <laughs> uh, Joey oh. World. Joey's World Tour reference there. Yes. uh, I just discovered this awful (laughs) YouTube channel that I don't recommend anyone watching, and I I cannot stand it. And we were were talking about it last night, and I hate it so much. (laughs) This guy is not funny. Don't watch it. Joey's World Tour is awful. He's going to unleash his army upon us. No, we are very staunch supporters of uh, the report of the week. (laughs) The report of the week. Uh, Running on empty food review. If you want to watch a weird food review, (laughs) look up the report of the week. Sorry. Yeah, Yeah, you didn't have to tell him I was laughing, but I was was smiling. I felt like I had to because you had your uh, Grinch smile going. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hi, everyone. I'm Gabe Whitehurst. I'm just, you were introducing me and then you stopped, so I wanted to continue it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Uh, so Joey's World Tour was our uh, little banter there. <laughs> Anything else you want to Terrible talk about? Terrible thing to banter about. Yeah. Anything interesting happened to you this week? Oh man! Anything on the horizon anything, that's exciting? Anything interesting happened to me this week? Uh, no, life is. I've said this before. Life is just busy right now. But yeah, it's good. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, nothing, nothing crazy. Life is generally better when it's busier for me because then I have less time to dwell upon my sorrow yeah right i have less suicidal <laughs> thoughts when i'm busy my infinite sorrow <laughs> no uh, i'm good i'm good i'm ready to talk about this movie cool yeah well since you said talk about this movie i guess i'll introduce it all right we're talking about the 1980 probably best picture runner-up even though maybe it should have been best picture movie that would be the consensus now yeah Raging Bull. What's going on there? My hands. My hands? Okay. I got these small hands. I got my little girl's hands. I got them too. What's the difference? What that means? No matter how big I get, no matter who I fight, no matter what I do, I ain't never gonna fight Joe Lewis. Yeah, that's right. He's a heavyweight, you're a middleweight. We know that. I ain't never gonna get a chance to fight the best there is. And you know something? I'm better than him. I ain't never gonna get a chance. You're asking me what's wrong. But you're crazy to even think about something like that. I mean, he's a fucking heavyweight, you're a middleweight. It's impossible. It'll never happen, so why go crazy thinking about it? It's not normal. I want you to hit me in the face. What? I want you to hit me in the face. Forget about it. No, I want you to hit me in the face. Go ahead. Go ahead, take your back. I said forget about it. I ain't doing it. Come on, we have fights all the time. When you worry, now you're going to hit me in the face? Hit me in the face. Go ahead. No. Are you afraid? Afraid of what? Come on, don't be a little faggot. Come on, hit me. I ain't a faggot. Take your best shot, yeah. Come on, Jack, huh? You're going to be a real jerk and want me to punch you in the face. Hey, Joey, did I not tell you just to do it? Now I'm telling you, you got to do it. I ain't hitting you. Hey, you're a little bit better, Joey. I'm telling you something. I know what you said. I ain't doing it. I don't care if you get mad. I ain't doing it. Fucking nut. I'm not doing it. I don't have any gloves anyway. What am I going to hit you with? Table? Who's that over there? What? That's right, who's that? Wrap it around your hand. How many times I gotta tell you? Not too many more. Go ahead. Alright, go ahead. You want me to hit you? I want you to be with everything you got. I want you to fucking lay me out. Go ahead. You sure? Yeah. Alright. Harder. Yeah? You throw a punch so I can take it up the ass. Come on. Harder. 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 That's hard. What the fuck? What do you want? Take it off. Ah, oh, come on. You want to stop now? Get That's off. enough. Get with that. Come on. 
Fuck around, bro. Come on. Hey, girl. Yeah. I'm gonna smack you again. Throw it again. It's enough. It's enough. Hard, hard. Nah, your fucking cuts are opening everything. What are you trying to prove? What does it prove? Yeah, Raging Bull is interesting because we we drew two. Um, we randomly pick our movies. If, if you've been listening to us, so we started in 1980 and we've been randomly selecting a movie every month. And the month of um, was it October? Uh, for ordinary for ordinary people. people, or was it September? I think it was September. It was September or October. We get lost. But, yeah, I think Private Benjamin is October. Yeah, okay, and, so it was September. Uh, Ordinary People won Best Picture that year. Uh, yes. And so this, it, over time, has been regarded as a better film, um, certainly by a lot of critics and a lot of top 10 lists, that kind of stuff. Yeah, De Niro got Best Actor for this movie. De Niro got Best Actor, yeah. And it was also nominated for Best Supporting Actor and Best Supporting Actress, or maybe it was Best Lead Actress. I don't remember, but let me just say a quick note. I'm, I was very honored when uh, Scorsese came to me and wanted to do this movie about my life. Um, it meant a lot to me. So yeah. if you've seen it, thank you so much. It, I think Jake Lamont is a good six <laughs> inches shorter than you. And also probably much stronger and more violent. Yeah, much more violent. Yeah. As far as I know. I'm not a violent guy, Matt. I'm a lover, I'm not uh, a fighter. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you don't know. I've never been a fighter. As we talked about in our review of... My bodyguard. My bodyguard. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, Raging Bull. I, I mean, I don't want to give away my review, but I, I certainly thought it was a captivating movie. I yeah. don't know if it was better. Maybe as we discuss, I'll have a better idea of exactly what I think. Sure. Um, but some of the stars that were in this movie, Robert De Niro. I mean, Robert. everybody plays six degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever it is. Yeah. She plays six degrees of Robert De Niro because this dude has been in every movie for the past 40 years it seems like 50 years oh really this is the first thing i've ever seen i've never heard of him you never heard of de niro I watched this he's movie. a real underdog uh oh he's an up-and-comer yeah i mean i was good but uh, whatever <laughs> i don't know I... yeah you you would know him from goodfellas you would know him from casino godfather you yeah. know uh, meet the fockers probably his best movie <laughs> <laughs> meet the fockers is his best movie uh what else was it he was recently in the intern with Anne Hathaway. <laughs> yeah. In his old age, he started making like weird romantic uh, comedy movies. Analyze this, analyze that. Yeah. Um, Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, he's, uh, gosh, I mean, a lot of Scorsese stuff, like you oh, said, yeah. Goodfellas, yeah. Casino. Him and Joe Pesci. Yeah. Love, love yeah. Uh, speaking of Joe Pesci, he was also in this movie. Uh, he was also in Goodfellas. He was in Home Alone. And My Cousin Vinny was one of my, my personal favorites. My Cousin Vinny. That was uh, on constantly at my house when I was younger. My parents loved that movie. I, I watched that movie a few years ago and didn't understand what the hype was about. So I think people remembered yeah. it fondly, but it was like, meh. Maybe. Yeah, I haven't watched it in a few years, but I do remember enjoying it. Um, Kathy Moriarty is also in this movie. This was her first big feature. Um, and she's been around. I don't know if she's necessarily popular. I mean, she was in Casper. She's been in a lot of uh, Scorsese stuff as well with Joe Pesci and with Robert De so I think she was in Goodfellas too. Yeah, she still works a lot. I mean, I, I, I'd i never seen her. Oh, I, we, we probably have seen her. We just didn't yeah, know it. didn't know who she was. But uh, man, she is 19 years old. Is she the, 19? In this movie. Oh, wow. And she's incredible. She looks like a full-blown... 28-year-old. Why are you rubbing your chest? Did I'm you itch- say that? That's <laughs> itching my chest. He was. He was scratching I his chest. I wasn't caressing myself. <laughs> but as, as he said that, he was massaging his, his chest. My pectorals. Uh, no, I think what he means to say is she does not look nice. It's just, uh, no. just her face. She, she looks older. And for me, she, she's a very mature actor for mm-hmm. a 19-year-old woman. Oh, she plays good. a 15-year-old in this movie. Yeah. When we first meet her. Very young. But gosh, she looks and sounds and acts way older than 19. I was very impressed. Yeah, and I think the black and white might help with that. This entire Mm. film is shot in black and white. Um, And there are some conflicting reports about why it was shot that way. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently there was a quote from Jake LaMotta, who this movie is about. He was a boxer in the 40s and 50s. And he, um, he said that in his book, or whoever wrote the book about him, uh, said that he looked back on his life and he remembered it in black and white, essentially. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't know why he remembered it that way, but it just seems like it should have been a black and white movie. It's probably because he got the crap knocked out of him a lot and couldn't <laughs> yeah. see color Can't anymore. Can't see color anymore, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I also saw something that said that there was something wrong with the color when they shot it, and so they decided oh. to, I don't know. 
I I I heard uh, I heard not like I was out on the streets talking about it. <laughs> Two random guys I, talking about <laughs> Raging Bull. I read one person said it was to try and differentiate it from Rocky, which came out in 1976, yeah. and then also um, another Tarantino thing. Uh, Scorsese was worried about the blood in the movie because yeah. there is a point at the end where it gets very very bloody, mm-hmm. but it's black and white. So I think uh, it was just. I think it was artistic overall. Yeah. To sort of make it you feel good. Yeah, to make you feel the period, but yeah. Yeah, maybe it had some reasons there too for yeah. blood or whatever, who knows. Uh so like we mentioned this was directed by Scorsese. Um Goodfellas, Casino, Gangs of New York, The Departed. I mean, he's one of the most iconic, if not the most iconic director. A troll of the in last. Central Park. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> of the last uh, uh, also directed Joe Pesci in Home Alone, as yeah. you said earlier. Uh-huh. No, no, he didn't. <laughs> he has his hands in everything. <laughs> he's everywhere. That's I haven't seen Silence yet. I would like to see Silence. I do want to see Silence. I've heard very good things about it. And yeah. I do love Andrew Garfield, so Yeah. Um, so this, like we said, this one, well, it won two Oscars, uh, best lead actor, that was De Niro and best film editing, which I'm assuming cause it was, it was beautiful to look at. This is a very pretty movie. Yeah. Um, and then some trivia when the real Jake LaMotta saw the movie, he said it made him realize for the first time what a terrible person he had been. He asked the real Vicky LaMotta, who was his wife later on, um, was, I really liked that. And Vicky replied, you were worse. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He's a rough dude. Tough. Yeah, I could not imagine being around this guy in the height of his career. Yeah, he's definitely one of the most complex characters I think we've observed yet. And mm-hmm. I've known people not nearly to this degree, but there's a lot of people in your life you can maybe look back and remember someone being just very overly uh sensitive and aware and worried about I don't know, like making things up a lot in their head. But mm-hmm. we haven't we're, we're going to get there, but yeah. Yeah. Interesting character. I mean, I'm glad that he won for it cuz he deserved it. Yeah, he was phenomenal. Did you have any trivia? I have one more thing, but I don't want you to... Yeah, uh, at the time of the movie, apparently Scorsese was heavy, heavy into cocaine mm-hmm. and uh, was actually in the hospital. It sort of got to be a um, super low point for him, and De Niro had read this the book about LaMotta and went and gave it to him and said, we have to shoot this and we got to do this together. And I think just the reports would indicate that that's what got Scorsese kind of back on his feet and directing again and turned into a, a passion project for him. So that was a cool note. I, I didn't know that he struggled with drugs yeah. earlier. Uh, just one other thing I have. In preparation for this role, Robert De Niro went through extensive physical training, then entered three genuine Brooklyn boxing matches and won yeah. two of them. That's a cool yeah, cool I fact. That. Yeah, he looks yeah. great in the movie. I was like, that's De Niro? Yeah. And then he physically changes at the end too, and it's amazing. I mean, it's real. It's not makeup. Oh no, uh, it gains a lot of it's weight. Really, really impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, the I one more piece of trivia: the fight scenes took ten weeks to shoot instead of the planned two. They use in their way as many special effects as a science fiction film. The soundtrack subtly combines crowd noise with animal cries, bird shrieks, and the grating explosions of flash bulbs. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Roger Roger Ebert talking. We aren't consciously aware of all we're listening to, but we feel it. Yeah, I didn't know that all that was back there. I knew that yeah. they used gunshots for yeah. the cameras, um, and they used squashed melons for, for the, the punching. Punches. Yeah, like muted uh, melons being like yeah. the sound was yeah like big, and, big hits. I don't know. And the sound director um, or sound designer like destroyed all of the recordings. Oh, I didn't that he know made that. so nobody could use them ever again because oh. they were very unique. Cool. Which they are. They're very visceral. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's all the trivia I had. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of it on IMDb. I suggest going through. I, I suggest watching this movie first of all. It's very good, and <laughs> yeah. then going and reading the trivia because it all. It's very interesting. There's a lot of it. I uh, had an 18 million dollar budget, and over time has amassed 23.5 million dollars in gross, and. It had a re-release in 2005 in theaters. I don't know if oh. that was like a different cut or if that was a different, um, you know, film size or anything. Um, 25 I, year anniversary. I don't know. Possibly. Um, whatever. Yeah, maybe. Um, and I also saw that it was showing at one theater in New York. It's showing at Lincoln Center right now. Sweet. Which would have been really cool to go see. I don't yeah. know how long it's running. But okay. That'd be really cool. All right. Scores: uh, 92 on Metacritic, four out of four from Ebert. 8.2 on IMDb, 97% credit rating on Rotten Tomatoes, of which it is well-deserving. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we will start the movie now. 
Uh, the movie opens in New York City in 1964, and uh, this is later in life. Jake LaMotta, um, who is played by Robert De Niro, is prepping for a speech. He's quoting some Shakespeare. He's quoting some Tennessee Williams. It's kind of a weird mix of stuff. But you don't really know what he's doing. Yeah. He's just talking. He's just to fat in a dressing room in a tuxedo. Yeah. yeah prepping. Yeah. To so, go on for something. A little bit of intrigue there. Um, and then it cuts to 1941, and so this goes throughout his entire life. This is a, this is the saga of his life, basically from when he was like 20 something to 50 something. So he, uh, it op- it cuts back to 1941, and he's in the boxing ring. Um, he's losing, and then he gets pepped by Joe Pesci, who is Joey in this movie. He's like his brother and his confidant, yeah, yeah. and he's around him the entire. So he's film. a younger brother. Younger, I think. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was. True, but I wasn't sure. That's definitely a dynamic. I don't know. Maybe he's right, older and right. Joe's just or Jake's just tougher than he is. But yeah, that's that's what I got from it as well. Okay. Um, so he's losing, but then he ends up turning it around, beating the other guy up like crazy. But he still loses by decision. And I'm not super familiar with how boxing works, so I guess that he got more body blows, more head blows, and ended yeah. up getting a higher point total. I was confused by that too. It happens a couple of times where someone will. Looks like they won, and then mm-hmm. I guess maybe maybe the guy because he didn't go down or something, or he. But I thought maybe the guy did in the beginning. I don't remember if he went down or not. Yeah, but. I think if nobody gets KO'd, then it's um it's done by points. number of like points, yeah, right. like body blows, depending on where you hit somebody. I mean, I'm a big sports fan, but I've never been into like MMA or boxing, yeah, know, that kind of stuff, right? But he lost. He lost that fight, and the crowd is very angry. There's a riot. People get <laughs> yeah. on the, you know platform and like they're throwing popcorn and seats everywhere and stuff so right they were not very happy about that we cut to the bronx in 1941 in his apartment and then this is an excellent scene he tells his wife she's overcooking a steak his current wife i can't remember her name i don't think i wrote it down uh the actress was Teresa saldana i only say that because she's in this movie for not very long but she's really good Mm -hmm. and she probably got no credit for it but uh for the scenes that she's in, she did a great job. So thanks, mm-hmm. Teresa. Was that or was that Joey's wife, Lenore? Oh, that was Joey's wife. Crap, maybe it was. Yeah, I think so. Well, she was great too. She was great too. <laughs> thanks, Teresa. Yeah, the other woman is well, listed I'll... way down on the credits. Oh, okay, but yeah, well, well, she was very good. She's very genuine. I think she was. Um, they have some serious fighting scenes yeah. uh, between the two, and she was awesome. She's not in the picture for long, though. No. She gets cut off pretty early but yeah yeah, he's just like he says he's talking to her about i think a match that he's having or like something that he's planning something he's eating and she's making a mistake and he's like while he's talking he's kind of intercutting that with don't burn the steak like you're overcooking the steak and then you know they eventually just kind of have a yelling match at each other he flips the table yells at her um so it's clear that he has some kind of um he's a bit volatile anger issues Yeah. yeah yeah He's like, don't overcook the steak. That defeats the whole purpose or whatever. And they're mm-hmm. talking and she's like, you want your steak? Here it is. And yeah. she throws it out of the plate. And mm-hmm. yeah, just immediately, you're right. Just establishing that he's an angry dude. Yeah. Um, and Jake talks to um, Joey, who is Joe Pesci, about his small hands. He says he can't box the best even if he gains a ton of weight because he has small hands. Yeah. So not only are we immediately establishing that he's an angry person, but he has an inferiority complex. Major. Straight yeah. out of the gate. Um, and then... <laughs> A great scene. Jake makes Joey hit him in the face. Yeah. So he's like goading him to hit him in the face. Yeah. And what is that? Like, I don't know. Man wants to feel tough. I guess. I don't know. I. I mean, it was it was a good scene, and it was it was tough to watch. They were really but... punching each other, by the way, from what I saw. I definitely know he was hitting Joe Pesci, but mm-hmm. it looked like Joe Pesci was not hitting him. I read that they were punching each other, but yeah. I will say, maybe you'll disagree. I wish some of the punching had been better in this movie. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Some of it looks great. It just depends on the shot. But uh, a lot of it, especially if it's like a head-on punch, if a, if a hand's coming into the... like, if, Imagine someone's behind the camera, like a first-person view, and De Niro just kind of throws his head back a lot. So it, yeah. I don't know. Ebert said it made Rocky look tame, and I, <laughs> I disagree with him on that. Even yeah. though Rocky's wrote, violent. Yeah, Rocky, yeah. I remember, is like looks very realistic to me. Yeah. And this some of it was off. Some of this was. Yeah. yeah I, that's okay. I, I agree with that. Um, criticism. 
But then the scene just ends there and they cut to the gym and Jake and Joey are sparring each other in the ring. So now they have actual protective gear on and they're just practicing, I guess. Um, and that's where we see Salvi mm-hmm. and I think Tommy's there too at this point, but they're managers, right? Or hype men? What are yeah, they Yeah, exactly? they're just, I, they're possibly connected to the mafia. All, yeah. I mean, I think they are definitely connected I think all these guys are connected to the mafia. Yeah, it's uh, a Scorsese movie, Italian so, American <laughs> in the Bronx in right. 1940. Yeah. yeah, but I think they're just they're somehow in the fight game, and they come to see him train. And De Niro uh, gets upset by that. You know, yeah. like, don't you ever invite those guys here again? Yeah, and Joey only want our money. Yeah, yeah. Jo- Joey doesn't really. He's like, they're my friends. Why do you care? He doesn't. Um, but I think yeah, they're just there, and they're kind of trying to talk to De Niro too. Like, all right, we'll do a you know do a good job. I think they basically have money on him. Yeah, they're there to watch him. Yeah, they so, always have money on him. Right, so he's like, I'm up here busting. He says, I'm busting my ass, not them or whatever. And mm-hmm. I think he's just offended that they're only there to make make money off of him. Yeah. Uh, and the next scene, Jake eyes a girl by the pool. This is Vicky. Like you said, she's 15 at this point. Um, but he's also married. So he's like, he's looking around yeah. at other women, um, you know, possibly wanting to cheat we don't really know at this point but he's just kind of eyeing her and he asks joey who that is and he he tells her and so just establishing that this is going to be an important relationship soon probably. yeah he's having his sandlot moment his wendy <laughs> wendy peppercorn moment at the yeah. pool yeah it's like a close-up shot of her like thighs in the water i guess uh-huh. splashing around and he's he's entranced by her Something I will say about this scene and the movie in its entirety is this film was nominated for a sound editing mm. oscar okay which is fine because of the gunshot, you know, and, yeah. the, and the crowd noise and the smashing melons. That all sounds really good. But there were points in this movie where I could not hear the actors over the background noise. Yeah, I It agree. happened repeatedly. Yeah, I had to turn my... It was really frustrating. I had to jack my volume up on yeah. any dialogue scenes. And then if it would cut to a fight scene, it'd be yeah. super loud and yeah. I'd, have to, I'd have to turn it down. So I agree. Maybe that was just the... Which I'm fine with the boxing scenes being louder. They should be louder. But yeah. I also need to be able to hear people over people in the pool right. that are having important dialogue. Right. And especially when they sound like they do in the movie because yeah. it's hard for me to understand his accent half the time. It was very soft, I guess. The the voices were soft. Yeah. One of my few criticisms of the movie. But um, Jake and Joey, the same night, are going out and and Jake's wife isn't happy about that so she kind of chases them down the stairs yeah. and throws plates at them while they're walking down the street from the window. That was the scene I wanted to credit her for. She's really yeah. good. She's very just intense and it's so realistic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She just gets really she's like if you're going out then I'm going out and she's mm-hmm. screaming and it's it's just good. Yeah. Yeah, and all the neighbors are like yeah. peeking out of their rooms yeah. and like yeah, it's a good scene. Um so they go to a restaurant and this is where he sees Vicky again. Uh, Vicky's with Salvi, the guy that we mentioned earlier who showed up at the sparring uh, when Jake and Joey were having. Um, and um, so he like follows them or, or Vicky leaves with Salvi and Tommy, right? Or somebody else. And they- Yeah, it's, it's a fight breaks out at the club basically uh-huh. and she leaves and he follows her out trying to just catch a glimpse of her. I think they go to the club to try and actually like talk to her. Oh, really? Okay. I, that's the vibe I got is that he's going out. He doesn't want his wife to go. Yeah, yeah. Joey, Joe Pesci is sort of, it's kind of shady, like helping him yeah. hook up with this girl. And anyway, he doesn't get to talk to her. She gets rushed out of the restaurant and uh, he follows her out and kind of this fight is spilling out of the, the club and mm-hmm. she drives away. So he doesn't get to her at that point. Yeah, so he just goes back inside. Uh, but the next day, Joey goes up to this fence and calls Vicky over. She's at the pool again. And uh, she says, you know, you want her taking a ride in our car? This is my brother's car. And he gets out. And then Jake meets Vicky in person for the first time. And mm-hmm. this entire scene was improvised, apparently. There's oh. No dialogue for this. Okay. So cool. them, them meeting for the first time was entirely improvised. And it's a really tender scene. He, like, yeah. shakes her pinky through the... Nice to meet you. The grates and the fence. And, yeah. Yeah, you like this car? Yeah, you want to take a ride? Mm-hmm. Okay, I got to go get ready. She's very good. She's like, so just, like, non... Yeah. Non like nonchalant. Yeah. But yeah, but she's not immature at all though. No, no. She's just like she doesn't know like she just kinda goes with the flow, you know. Every like, guy at the pool has, you know, I don't know, done the same thing to her, so she's kinda over it at this point. And yeah. But she goes with him. Yeah, and they take a ride and he asks her to sit closer to him in the car and they go mini golf. 
<laughs> it moves quickly. Yeah, it moves very quickly. Uh, and then he takes her to his dad's apartment, and he's not home. So he kind of like checks around and says, "Hey, pops, you here?" And like walks to the entire apartment. He's not home. And uh, it it's just them, I guess, getting closer. Like she comes and sits in his lap. That's weird. And, yeah. Like, it's like this isn't your dad's house, dude. I. I th- I didn't. Re- I thought he was saying his wife's name, like asking if mm-hmm. she was home. Okay. He said it, he bought that apartment for his dad. Oh, all right. Yeah. So yeah, it it is a weird scene, but and she is very again nonchalant, going with the flow. But yeah, this is like very shortly after they've met, and he's showing her the mm-hmm. place, and they sit down in the kitchen and have some water, and he's like, "You're so far away. Why don't you sit here?" And he, she sits next to him, and then because there's a tour of the house. Yeah, and then then she sits in his lap, and then they go to the bedroom and just sit on the bed. Mm-hmm. But she and, gets up really quickly. Yeah, she gets up to look at something. and So nothing happens, but he does get up and kiss her. I he, think, uh, well, they pull away from the camera and it lingers on the photo of him and Joey. And then I think they have sex at this point. I'm pretty prob- sure. Pro- yeah, maybe. Yeah, because yeah. he, he leans over and starts to like kiss her cheek. Yeah. And then it, yeah, it zooms in or whatever. And Yeah, so. there's a funny moment though where there's a bird cage. <laughs> oh, he walks yeah, oh by. yeah he's like yeah. that's a bird uh, it's dead now he's like it was a bird it's it's dead <laughs> and she just kind of looks at it and doesn't care and it's, yeah. it was funny yeah so we cut to the next scene and jake is boxing sugar ray robinson in detroit in 1943 so two sugar years ray. later at this point sugar yeah. ray robinson was this before fly came out or after <laughs> fly when he's boxing sugar ray wait he's is it not the same sugar ray spread your love and fly <laughs> <laughs> Nobody is that I sugar. I just want to. <laughs> Wait, did they sing the Shrek theme, or was that? Uh, that no, that was your that was your oh, boys. That's, that's uh, Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. <laughs> did you ever see that video of Mark McGrath get really angry when the guy gets when the guy's like sugar gay? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's hilarious. <laughs> it's amazing. Is somebody heckling him? Yeah, they're they're he's like in a. They're like outside, and there's like paparazzi and people around him. And this guy in the crowd is like, "Sugar gay!" <laughs> and Mark McGrath goes, "Who said sugar gay?" And he gets so mad. It's great. Does he curb stomp him? I don't. I don't know if they actually fight, but it's very funny. Oh man! You know, Sugar Ray wasn't the epitome of music. What? Uh, <laughs> what did you, you say? Insulted my music intelligence, sir. Yeah, he's not boxing Mark McGrath, sorry. He's no. boxing Sugar Ray Robinson. Sugar Ray he's Robinson. A great boxer. Mm-hmm. So Jake wins the fight. This is Robinson's first loss. Yeah, I think he KOs him, right? Yeah. Or does he win by decision? I don't I, remember. I, there's so many fights in this movie, I, yeah. I don't remember. I think he I think he KOs him. I could be wrong. Um and then we cut to the next scene, and it's clear that Jake and Vicky are together now. So this is two years later. Jake and Vicky are now married. Um, and it looks like he's abstaining from sex before mas- matches. Like he makes yeah. he makes her like tease him for sex. And then <laughs> for sex. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. I don't know if he makes her. They're just they're together and the, Yeah, he kinda he's, well, like, he, he's like, do this, do that. Yeah, that's right. They start, she has on a robe and yeah. they do they she like kisses him and takes his Pant, he makes her take his pants off. Yeah, and then as she's sort of, as they might hop into something, he pours ice water. He, on his crotch. Yeah, he gets up and goes to the bat, and she she's worried about it because she says like you've you've told me never to touch you before a match. Yeah, and he's like it's all right, you know, go ahead. He wants to have sex with her really bad, mm-hmm. and then he stops it and gets up and goes to the bathroom and yeah. pours ice water down his pants. Yeah, it's like why would it sounds you... like a great time. Oh man, <laughs> what so. I don't know if he's superstitious or if he... Yeah, I think uh, Muhammad Ali did the same thing, I believe. So he abstained from sex for like months and he had like an undefeated bout at that time. Mm. He just said that it like made you like maintain your virility and made you stronger. I guess. So maybe he's prescribed the same. Seems like the opposite would be true. I think it would just make you angrier and you just beat everybody up. So maybe that's why. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... Interesting scene there, and it's kind of a precursor to the relationship because he doesn't ever have sex with her, apparently. Yeah, well, we'll get into his psychology a little bit, but yeah, she does come into the bathroom and, and taunts him a little more. I think she wants to make love. Yeah. And then, yeah, he still stops it. and Not about it. Yeah. yeah, so we cut again to Jake fighting Sugar Ray Robinson again the same year. This time, he loses. It's by decision this time. And uh, afterward, Joey thinks that it's because of um he's going in the army soon sugar ray robinson is like we'll just give him this one last yeah. fight he's going in the army well he yeah he thinks they they gave it to him he's mad because he thinks joey want uh 
not Joey, sorry, Jake, uh, Jake won. Yeah, everyone and, does. There's a lot of booing. Yeah, yeah, so he thinks they just made him feel good about it because he was going to the army. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a montage that's a clever way of getting through a large chunk of his life. Um, it's family footage, um, mm-hmm. like grainy, like Super 8 camera work, and then like you see clips of his life with Vicky, like them playing around and being married. It was nice. It and was then, a nice montage. Yeah, it was really good. And then you, you also see Joey getting married to Lenore, mm-hmm. who we mentioned earlier. You got some kids thrown in there. Some kids. Did you realize it was in color? It was in color. Yeah, yeah the family footage was. I didn't realize it until huh. I went, I like... I didn't even think about it. I didn't time. either. I, I, yeah. I, I, re- I like rewound it to watch something, and then I was like, whoa, that's, that whole sequence was in hmm. color. And I, had, I didn't realize it. So that's nice. That's it was nice weird touch. that I didn't notice it when I was watching it. I just had no... Yeah. Yeah. So hmm. it's in color. I wonder what maybe that, that means. Maybe those were his happy years. I wonder what that means. Yeah. Yeah. Scorsese, please send me an email. Let me know you, <laughs> he's definitely going to email you. He's definitely <laughs> listening. Yeah, he's listening. Uh, so we cut again to Pelham Parkway, which is in the Bronx uh, in 1947. And this, we're in their apartment again. It's a different apartment at this time, though. Uh, Jake is afraid that he can't make it to 155 pounds. He weighs about 165 right now. And that he'll lose 15K if he can't get to that weight class. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Joey set him up for that fight, and so he's angry because he's like, "How am I going to lose ten pounds?" In yeah, a you're week my manager. You you need to plan this stuff out, and yeah, yeah. And then Jake, um, Joey kind of turns it around because he's fighting an up and comer, and it's this guy named uh, Janeiro. He's yes. like a young, hot shot that thinks that he can box one of the greatest of all time, right. but he really can't. Uh, and so Joey basically says like, Hey, look, either you win the fight and you win some money or you lose the fight. And then everyone who's afraid to fight you right now will come back and fight you again because mm-hmm. they think that you're a loser now. And then you'll just beat all you'll of them. You'll get more fights out of it. And yeah. Yeah. So he's basically just trying to sell them. It's a, it's a win-win. Um, and there's a really weird moment where Vicky says that this Janeiro kid is handsome. Yeah. And Jake gets super defensive about that. Yeah, this is when we start to really see how he struggles with jealousy, uh, which is a huge theme, I guess. I don't know if it's a theme, but it's just part of his character. But he invents these things in his head, mm-hmm. and they therefore they're true. They're but even though they're not true, you know, he uh, he hears her say that this guy is has a nice face. It's not even like a real. She doesn't even say he's handsome. She's like, oh, he has a nice face or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, why'd you say it? Why'd you say that? Yeah, but it meant something. And she's like, well, I don't know. I didn't even know what I'm talking. I didn't even know I said it. He's like, yeah, yeah, but so he gets. It's just very, very insecure. Once she belongs to him, no one else can look at her, have her. She can't misbehave. She can't step out of line. So this is when it starts to really come out of him. Yeah, and through that whole time, he's also like telling her to bring him coffee. Like she's doing something. Right. He's like, They've just been bring married. me the coffee. Yeah, he gets yeah. mad. You can just see that it's kind of back to his old relationship a little bit with mm-hmm. his former wife. You can really tell how much he values yeah. you know, a woman, you know. And then and his brother does the same thing yeah. with his wife too. So she she interjects in their conversation and says something. I can't remember exactly what she says. Maybe she's just like defending Vicky in a way. Yeah, she's like, She didn't mean anything by it. Yeah. It's like a harmless comment. Yeah, and then Joey's like, what do you mean? Why are you talking when people are talking? They say, like, who, who asked you? Yeah. It's none of your business what they talk about. But it's funny because the moment before that, Joey was defending mm-hmm. his, uh, uh, God, Jake's wife. Yeah. And then his wife, Joey's wife says something and he's like, who asked you? Yeah. So she's definitely just not allowed to yeah. talk. So it's, he does the same thing. Uh, De Niro's like, take the kids and go to the other room. Mm-hmm. And so his wife leaves and then Joey says the same thing to his wife. So... Yeah, I don't know. Same same relationship, same view of women. Yeah, so they kick the women out of the kitchen, and um, this is where Jake tells Joey that he thinks Vicky's cheating on him. So it's like a seed that's been planted a while ago. He just he's so insecure and self conscious that he thinks that Vicky's cheating. He says to keep an eye on her. Mm-hmm. Here, yeah, yeah. Um, and I will say to his credit. Um, Joey is always sort of in defense of her. He's like, well, he's like, what? She's she's not doing anything. She's devoted. You know, he doesn't suspect Mm -hmm. anything. I think he knows his brother. Yeah, has that off in his brain. So I will say he always does kind of stick up for her, but he never 
he can never really defeat his brother mentally, I guess. Yeah. You know, he always sort of lays down and, and takes it. Yeah. Uh, so they go to a restaurant, and um, Jake is, again, jealous of Vicky's interaction with Salvi and Tommy, who are the kind of, I guess, bookie mobster types. And she's known there. them growing up in, in the Bronx. and Yeah. So she just like kissed him on the you know lips like a little quick kiss like a hello, yeah. And um, they're they're at this restaurant. And he sees them from across the way, and he gets really jealous about that. She um, comes back, and he's like, "What took you so long? Why'd you have to go stay so long?" And it was like I don't know what like yeah, three minutes of, seconds, of just cordial yeah. talk. And so again, he's got some issues. Yeah. And then Joey goes over to the group to say hi, and they all call Jake over. Uh, and Jake tells Tommy to bet all of his money on him on the Janeiro fight because he's so confident that he's going to win. Yeah. Yeah. The guy kind of asks him, if I were to bet, how much would I put down on you? Mm-hmm. He's like, all of it. Yep. yep. Confident guy. Uh, Jake wakes up Vicky when he gets home and asks her if she thinks of anyone else when they have sex, <laughs> which is like the maybe one of the worst questions to get woken <laughs> up to in the world. Yeah. It's <laughs> awful. Yeah. But she says, no. Yeah. You have no reason to believe otherwise at this point. And I mean, this and this is where he confronts her about saying that boxer had a nice face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's like what did you mean by that? Mm-hmm. And this is where I said this earlier but I was talking about now she's like ha- she's asleep and she's like I didn't mean anything. I just he Yeah, has, she says I don't even know what he looks like. Yeah, I don't even I don't know. He just so she's heard that he's handsome. It meant nothing to her and he just can't stop thinking about it and applying that to every guy that he sees her with is mm-hmm. there's their suspect. Yep. So as a result, he fights the guy and yeah. beat, beats the crap out of him. Yeah, he fertilizes him, breaks his nose, yeah. KOs him. Very rough yeah. scene. And apparently the blood in this movie was actually Hershey syrup. Yeah, what I, read. I read that to make it... But it looks really good. It yeah, black and white, violent. it totally looks like dark red. I mean, not red, but it looks like blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looks very violent. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't go like the Sin City route and make all blood red or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And Which the, worked in Sin City, but I don't think yeah. it was would have been effective in this. And the guy who asks how much money he should bet leans over after that, and he's like, he ain't pretty no more. Yeah. After the guy gets the snot beat out of him. Yeah. And his face is bad. It's it's pretty nasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Joey spots Vicky out with Salvi at a restaurant. So he's just like hanging out at a bar in a restaurant talking to two guys, and he sees them walk in. And so Joey goes over, pulls her aside, and like con- tries to convince her to leave. He's like, what are you doing here with these men? Uh, you should be at home with your husband or whatever. And she's just saying, it's like, it's harmless fun. I'm just here yeah. hanging out with them. And Salvi says the same thing. He's like, nothing's going on, man. Like, we're just ha- having a drink with an old friend. And uh, he like breaks a glass on the table and breaks one on Salvi's face. And like, rough. The fight goes outside and he like, Closes a car door on his body and like he goes all jo- he goes Goodfellas on him. Yeah, <laughs> Goodfellas. He's like the most crazy character you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. He goes nuts and yeah, he smashes a glass in his face and starts. Sl- I mean, he would be dead. It doesn't show it. It just shows him slamming a car door on something. But yeah, it's rough. Yeah. Uh, after that, Tommy meets with Salvi and Joey to mediate them and basically makes them shake hands and say no grudges. But at this point, Salvi's in like an arm sling and has like a yeah. giant bandage across his cheek. He has a cut. Yeah. Um, so he, he says, I just wish this had never happened to me. Yeah. And this is the scene that made me kind of understand that they're all, this guy who's counseling them is definitely like the Don. Like they're, yeah. it's definitely the mafia. Yeah. They're in this gentleman's club, this private little storefront club thing. And, I think they call him Don. I could be wrong about that. It might have been Tom. Maybe his name. Oh, it's because Tom. Tom. Yeah. But I thought, yeah, I, then maybe I'm, maybe I'm just making him a mom boss. But I think it's like light mafia light. Maybe. I yeah. Don't know. Um, but he mediates and he's like, I don't want any more of this. Shake hands. It's and, a terrible beer, by the way. Ma- so, mafia light. Mafia light. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have? What do you have any left? It's right next to the Keystone. <laughs> no, I drink it all. My twenty-four pack for right, six bucks. Right. You had to because it was so cheap and just, yeah. <laughs> so um, Tommy speaks to Joey alone. And he sends Salvi away, um, and he says that Jake is embarrassing him in public, and that Jake isn't going to get a shot at the title without them. So I don't really know exactly what that means. Maybe they orchestrate fights. They put together all the fights. So they yeah, can... maybe they get him in the right spots. Yeah, I don't know. But Jake is acting out, mm-hmm. and and Joey obviously is now too, and. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and then Joey kind of makes excuses for him and talks. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, Jake is an underdog in the next fight, and no one's gonna bet on him. We learn this because he's like walking down this corridor with the, I guess, another person involved in setting up these fights or something, or he has some inside knowledge. Yeah, and he just says like, "Hey, you know, you're getting old, and you know, nobody's really betting on you. You're the underdog to this new guy who is." really good mm-hmm. um and that obviously makes jake more upset you know it's like further he's like going downhill at this point yeah uh this is where jake fights that guy in the following scene his name is fox um it's 1947 still and um he's throwing the fight on purpose right i don't this was i wanted to ask you about this because it turns out that this guy who's been all hyped and promoted is awful He's, mm-hmm. he's he's a he's a wimp. He's scared. Like Jake gets the first hit. It's a huge hit, mm-hmm. and the guy is just up against the ropes. And Jake picks him up. Like yeah, he's he like stops punching him. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if if he had to throw the fight, then I didn't catch that, or it wasn't explained well. Because afterwards, he's very very emotional that he lost. Yeah, intentionally. I, th- I think that's where they explain it is after the fight. Um, because he's saying, you know, he was a wimp. I had to throw this fight to this guy who's a loser. Yeah. Um, so I guess that after that conversation, they determined that, um, you know, he was going to have to, uh, throw the fight to get any sort of money out of this fight. Yeah. I don't don't, Um, don't know. Or he wouldn't have gotten any money at all. But anyway, so yeah, he just kind of sits in the ring and like lets him punch him and Mm -hmm. everyone's booing and they know exactly what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he cries afterward and. You know, it's a it's a really emotional but he, scene. He, again, he he doesn't go down though. Doesn't go ever. down. He just loses. No. Yeah, yeah. He just gets beat by decision or whatever. And the following scene, we learn that he's been suspended for throwing the fight from boxing. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. So this is two years later in the next scene. It's Detroit in 1949. Uh. And uh, Jake is still jealous of the way Vicky is saying goodbye to people. Um. And this is where he actually we see him hit her for the first time. And I don't think that we'd. Or maybe he had before, but we had never seen it. But this is the first time where he actively like slaps. Yeah, her in he the slaps face. her hard in the face. Yeah, really, really hard. Yeah, uh, and those slaps look real. Oh, they are real. Are they They're real? Totally real. Yeah. Yes, you can tell. There, there's no camera work to give it a weird angle mm-hmm. to avoid hitting her. Like he hits her a lot in this movie. Yeah, he does hit her quite a few times. It's, yeah, it's it's harder to watch than the boxing because you know it's real, and it's just like, man, she is taking it. She's yeah. taking it, and it it looks bad. Yeah, and uh, Joey tries to stand up for her again. But Jake says, you know, like, if you stand up for her, I'm going to come for you too next. So Yeah, he's like, I'll deal with you later. And yeah. even the fact that Joey tries to stand up for her plants a seed of doubt in Jake's mind. Like, is there something between them? Why is he... At, yeah, why is he defending so her? He's so far gone that he's, he, he thinks everyone's after her. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and so yeah. he's messed up. Uh, and the next seed, he fights Cedron, I guess is how you pronounce it. They didn't pronounce it, I Maybe. don't think. But he wins the fight. Um, just a short interspersed scene right there. I don't think it was really that important. Just showing that he's still boxing this late. Um, and then it cuts to 1950 in the Bronx. Uh, and it's Jake and Joey alone in a room. And Jake asks about when Joey beat up Salvi. So this is three years ago at this point. But mm-hmm. he's still thinking about yeah. it. Um, and so he, he asks about it. And Joey lies and says that it wasn't about Vicky. And Jake says that's what he heard. Yeah, another very good. This is a very well well written scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of the I don't Scorsese and maybe it's not him, but it's always De Niro and Pesci where it's like, uh, what am what do I look like to you? Am I yeah. am I am I am I a clown? Am I funny to you? What what? Well, yeah, but what did you mean? It's all these little bitty questions. Yeah, and this is the point where Allison was like, "Who wrote this?" <laughs> I and, think Scorsese did, right? No, no, it's the same uh, guy who wrote Taxi Driver. Oh, um, okay. I forgot his name, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's a great scene because he Pesci isn't he's not he's he is lying. He says mm-hmm. that Salvi was like just I don't know talking trash or something, and he put him in his place. But I guess even though Joey was acting in Jake's favor at the club three years ago, trying to get her out of that situation because he mm-hmm. was protecting her or watching her for him, Jake took Jake takes that as like a threat why why do you care that she was there mm-hmm. even though he's asked him to watch her yeah and uh yeah he but he lies though 
He's like, I, it wasn't about her. It was this. And yeah, he confronts him and it's a great scene. It's, it's a lot of small little back and forth, but it's good. Yeah, this entire movie is just about a man's descent into madness. Yeah, and pretty like, much. Everyone is his enemy, even his friends. Yeah. Um, but, and then Jake thinks that Vicky slept with Salvi and he says he's, he's going to kill somebody if he finds out that's what happened. And then he turns on Joey and asks because he had sex with Vicky. Yeah. And Joey won't answer. He's like, I won't answer the question. That's right. a dumb question. It's a sick question. You're a sick F yeah. for asking. I won't I won't honor the question sick by answering. Friend? Sick <laughs> um Furby Fur, fur Trader. Yeah. Fur Trader, fur okay. Trader. Yeah. I had a Furby. And uh he leaves. You won't answer that. Did you, you have a Furby? You had a Furby? I had a Furby. I didn't have one. My Furby was it died in my closet for two weeks and it was just going ah. <laughs> That's terrifying. It yeah, it wouldn't shut off. It was like Why gremlins. Why didn't you smash it? I would have. I would have thrown that away so fast. Know. My parents bought it for me, and I don't want to. Take the batteries out, dude. I was like eight. Uh, <laughs> that's the sound I hear in my head when I sleep that's every night. Horrifying. Uh, that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then after that, Jake in turn asks Vicky if she had sex with Joey, and uh, she, he hits her really, really hard in the scene, and yeah. she she goes back to the bathroom. And he breaks open the bathroom door and slaps her like three times. And then Jake walks out of the house, goes to Joey's house while he's eating dinner with his family. But she, he does that because she says, yes. Yeah. I, she said, I had sex with all of them. What do you want me to say? And uh, yeah. granted, I, I think this was before she married De Niro. This yeah, before yeah. she married Jake. But she's like, yes, I effed all of them. I had sex with all of them. I, yes, I sucked your brothers. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> and he's like, you 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 sucked my breath you know he, he says it back to her and he's just so shocked but it's like he he it almost makes him like feel better now that he knows about it i don't yeah. know so yeah he storms off and she she's screaming at him mm-hmm. a mirror image of his last marriage again and and so he goes yeah he goes to joey's house she goes he goes to joey's house vicky like tries to stop him on the street he throws her on the ground and like hits her, hits while her she's on again. the ground Man, walks to rough. his house and drags him away from drags Joey away from his family while they're eating dinner. His kids are there and starts beating on him and like his wife comes over and then Vicky comes over to help and he just knocks her out. Yeah, he punches her in the face hard. Yeah, hits her like right on the cheek. And that wasn't real, but that did look real. That was one of the good punches in the movie and yeah. she just falls. She fell flat. Yeah, she falls It's a really over. good trust fall moment there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, Even though nobody yeah, was there to catch her. Joey gets uh, beat up pretty bad and... Mm-hmm. And that sort of um, that begins their the break in their relationship for the next several yeah. years. Vicky returns home to pack her bags and leave, but she ends up staying. Mm-hmm. He just kind of goes over and holds her, and yeah, like, it's ah. that scary threat of like if she doesn't. I mean, she I think she does love him. Yeah, there's a really sweet hug at the end of that scene, mm-hmm. but still though like that there's like a scary threat of if you don't submit like what's gonna what's he gonna do if you die. actually try to leave you mm-hmm. know so the next scene is jake fighting dothiel who is a frenchman in 1950 so this is a year later jake ko's him um vicky makes jake call joey to apologize to him for what happened a year ago but he doesn't speak so she like sets up the phone call mm-hmm. And she puts him in this phone booth, and Joey answers and says, "Hey, you know, Salvi, is this you? I, I don't remember exactly what he said. Yeah, he's like, but, it's not funny anymore. I don't know. Yeah. He, he's just listening. I can hear to you it. breathing. I, on the you phone. Breathe. I know someone's there. I can hear you breathing. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, Joe, uh, Jake doesn't say anything. He yeah. just hangs up the phone. Hangs up the phone. So he's not quite ready to get over his, you know, what all he's done so far. So at this this point where Jake is fighting Sugar Ray Robinson again, who is out of the army apparently for the middleweight title. Um, and then Jake lets Robinson hit him repeatedly and blood is just gushing from his head. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like they took a Hershey syrup <laughs> bottle and just squirted yeah. it at the side of his head. It was the most violent fight. It's all uh, blood is all over his legs. All over the ring. It gets yeah. on people at some point, a, like blood splatters yeah. all over the people. Yeah, it was kind of a clock. funny shot. He gets hit in the face and turns and just spits blood and it like, it's a very Tarantino moment. It yeah. cuts these old guys and they're like, oh, and gets all over their face. <laughs> oh, um, no. Yeah, but a, he, he lets uh, Sugar Ray just beat him, beat him, beat him senseless. Mm-hmm. And he's disgusting after the fight. His face awful. is horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> but he, good prosthetics. Yeah, yeah. His eyes are just so they're like puffy and shut. And he goes over to him, though, at the end. He's like, mm-hmm. Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray, I didn't go down. Yeah, you never I got me let, down. Yeah, you never got me down. 
so prideful. Yeah. Um, and they just drag Sugar it. Sugar is like, well, I won the match, yeah, dude. Yeah, he's like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> what are you um, doing, man? Yeah, yeah. so they drag him away. And um, then it ends with a beautiful shot of, uh, as you said, the ring, just the ropes. It, yeah. it, it, it's like zooming Panic along this, uh, yeah. this, this boxing rope. And it get, the rope gets bigger and bigger as the camera gets closer. And then it hits this part that's just soaked in blood and it's dripping. Mm-hmm. blood and i i read that uh that shot was based on something scorsese saw yeah i saw that too in vegas or somewhere mm-hmm. went to a boxing match and saw that and you're surprised it, at how bloody it was yeah 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 i can imagine to get punched in the face repeatedly yeah it was a cool cool shot mm-hmm. so we cut to miami in 1956 so it's six years later at this point jake is being interviewed in his beautiful house next to his pool with his family there. He has three kids now. He's retired. He's retired. Um, much heavier. Much heavier. Yeah, he gained a ton of weight. Yeah. And, and what I read was they filmed all of his young parts, and then they took a cut, mm-hmm. like a month, a few months of cutting from the film, and then he just gained weight. Yeah. And then Scorsese was like concerned for his weight at some <laughs> point, so he was like, you gotta stop eating. Yeah. Yeah, his face is really full, and it, it showed his stomach, which wasn't as bad as it is in the end. Mm-hmm. But like he, he's definitely heavier here, mm-hmm. and they're just hanging out in the backyard. The kids are swimming. Reporters are there taking pictures of him. Everything seems great. Everything seems great, but Vicky tries to say something, and then he like stops her. He's like, eh, I don't want to talk to you. And yeah. He says something else. Yeah. So there's still that dynamic there. Uh, he opened a bar called Jake LaMotta's. <laughs> Jake, yeah. <laughs> No better name than Jake Lamanas. Creative name. And he's like an MC insult comedian. It's weird. I, maybe there was a name for this type of person. Because there was one earlier in the movie, too. Yeah, so I guess right. it's like a common thing at yeah. this time. It's just sort of like a um, 50s, 60s lounge act. Mm-hmm. Um, just making lot, fun of people in the bar. A lot of that was in Vegas, too, at the time. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah. I, mm. I don't know. But it, it's weird that he, of all people, <laughs> is now trying to pull that off. He's not yeah. that funny... People kind of heckle him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a yeah. little uncomfortable. He walks up to a girl at the bar um, who is having, she can't get a drink. One of his waitresses won't let her have a drink. And um, he like asks her to kiss him and they kiss. And he's like, any girl that kisses like that can have a drink at my bar. Yeah. Doesn't matter how old she asking is. if she's 21. And yeah. She's, right. it's, I guess she's not. She looks like she's about 27. The actress that they got. Oh yeah. I don't I don't know. She looked older. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he stays until the morning time, and then this is where Vicky actually drives up in her car and leaves him. So yeah. it's the next morning. She drives up. And she says, "I'm leaving you. I'm taking the kids with me. Full custody. If you ever come around, I'm going to call the police." Yeah, and it was after us. He stays until the morning time, and he gets interrupted at like God knows how early. But they're all still up partying. He's pouring a giant mm-hmm. champagne tower, like a bunch of glasses stacked on top of each other, and he mm-hmm. pours, and it's. It's a long shot. Like he just pours the whole bottle and creates this beautiful thing. Cascade. And he's, yeah, yeah, cascade over like glass over glass. And it's like a party trick. Yeah. But yeah. it's it's like what, seven AM or six AM or something yeah. like that. I mean, they're and so obviously things aren't going too well at home. Mm-hmm. And that's the guy walks up and he's like, Your wife is outside. And yeah. He again doesn't he doesn't really care that much and he finishes what he's doing and then he goes out to see her. Yeah, that's true. He does pour for like thirty seconds yeah. longer. Um, so he gets woken up the following day and this is where you can really see his gut. Yes. He's sweaty. This is where he's just big like, and fat. Yeah, he's really he's really going downhill fast. And um the DA is there and they wake him up and they say, Do you recognize this girl? They hand him two pictures and uh he says, No, I don't recognize her and he says, Oh, well she was fourteen and she's at your bar last night and she said that you introduced her to some men. So I don't know what happened there. I guess they're implying that maybe Things went well, too far. She just had too much alcohol or something. Or... One of them. So he kisses two girls yeah. at the bar. That was one of them. Well, one of them was a waitress, I think. No, they were both girls at the bar. Oh, were they? Yeah, okay. yeah. See, so he kisses one and is like, are you 21? And she's like, yeah. He's like, will you prove it to me? She kisses mm-hmm. him. He looks at her friend. Are you 21? Yeah. Will you prove that to me? And mm-hmm. he, she kisses him. And then you're right. So the next morning, the cop shows her a picture, and it's one of those girls. Mm-hmm. And so he's not there because he made out with her. He's there because he says you introduced her to some men. Yeah. And he's like, I introduced men to everyone. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Trying to be tries to be funny, but yeah. he has to go down to downtown, as he says, with them. Yeah. And Jake starts hawking boxing memorabilia for cash. Like he goes to Vicky's house and like pulls his 
title belt out and like yeah. pulls the gems off of it and Sad. stuff. Lowest to the low. And he's wearing this like knit shirt that just shows the bottom half of his yeah. giant gut. And it's like it's so sad. It's sad too though, because he goes he gets his championship belt and he dismantles it. Yeah. And break basically breaks it. He smashes it with a hammer to get the jewels out of it. And he mm-hmm. goes and finds out that it's worth way less like that because a belt a championship belt is a mm-hmm. very rare item. Yeah. And the jeweler's like I'm sorry, Mr. Lamada. If you had come to me earlier, mm-hmm. you know, I would have you would have gotten a lot of money for this. Yeah, and uh, he can only give him fifteen hundred bucks for his for his the diamonds, I guess, that were in this belt. Mm-hmm. This is where uh, Jake gets arrested, um, and he gets put in a cell. They have a hard time getting him in there, but he just, he like goes crazy and starts punching and screaming and hitting his head yeah. on the wall. Very very the master. Yeah, very master. <laughs> very visceral, sad scene. Um, I felt very bad for him at this moment, even though maybe you shouldn't. I don't really know. It's like it's a tough situation. Yeah, he ends up just weeping. Yeah, after he's yelling and screaming and insulting their mothers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. He's and, and when he's when he's crying, it's great because you can't even really see him. No, he's in the dark. No, you can see like yeah. his shoulder. Yeah, that's it. His arm and his shoulder. Yeah. So we cut to New York City, 1958. Um, Jake is doing comedy at this dive bar. He's getting heckled. Now he's like traveling with this woman who does like a burlesque show at yeah, Mars. Yeah, weird striptease thing. Lowest of the low. Um, Jake sees Joey outside of a deli and tries to make amends with him. And then, you know, he's like kissing him on the cheek. He's like, hey, just just call me. And Joey says, I'll call you. I'll call you in like a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're back at the beginning, essentially. Jake is preparing a monologue for um, from the first scene. Um, and it's a collection of monologues from Shakespeare, Tennessee Williams, some other writers. Um, and the specific one that he goes over is from On the Waterfront. Did you write it down? Yeah, it's, it's a Brando movie. Do you want to deliver it? Oh, did I write down the actual line? Oh, yeah. No, I didn't. No. Okay. I mean, it's a famous speech, but no, go ahead. I think it's good to, to hear it. It's great. It's, it's perfect, perfect for the character. Very reflective. But the quote is, it wasn't him, Charlie. It was you. Remember that night in the garden, you came down to my dressing room and you said, kid, this ain't your night. We're going for the price. Uh, we're going for the price on Wilson. You remember that? This ain't your night. My night. I could have taken Wilson apart. So what happens? He gets the little he gets the title shot outdoors on the ballpark and what do I get? A one-way ticket to Palookaville. That was my brother, Charlie. You should have looked out for me a little bit. You should have taken care of me just a little bit so I wouldn't have to take them dives for uh, short end money. You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody instead of a bum, which is what I am. Let's face it. It was you, Charlie. Yeah. Very good quote like reflective on his entire life but it still seems like he's shifting a little bit of blame like it's not really his fault yeah he's yeah he's still sitting there and at the end of his rope and in this dirty bar with really nothing to Mm -hmm. that he has anymore i don't know um and he's still a little bit prideful and blind i mean i think he realizes where he is but he's it's a sad scene he's looking in the mirror and he just delivers this monologue perfectly and practicing yeah Practicing his his gig, yeah, but of course it's from but, from on the waterfront, which is ideal. yeah. It's like, yeah. did he ever really learn though? Yeah, you know, did he learn anything from what happened to him? Yeah, because he gets up when the guy's like, "All right, it's time to go on," and he asks, "Are there a lot of people out there?" Mm-hmm. And then he sort of like pumps him, you know. Whoosh, whoosh, he's like, "I'm the champ, I'm the best." Throws some punches. You're still yeah. the best, still the champ, and you're an animal. Yeah, and yeah. then and then he goes on. Yeah, and then uh, there's a. Final title card, which I don't know if this is supposed to be indicative of the film or if it was just a in memoriam. It was extra. Yeah, I read it was an extra thing, but I don't know. It was a little bit okay. I could see a a little bit from where it came from, but I mean, it's a biblical quote, and the title says, um, "So for the second time, the Pharisees summoned the man who had been blind and said, speak the truth before God. We know this fellow is a sinner. Whether or not he is a sinner, I do not know." The man replied. All I know is this: once I was blind, and now I can see. Yeah. So I could see how it's analogous to the the film. There. How do you think so? Well, he's saying, if he did learn anything from this, he's saying that he once was, you know, blinded by his anger and his mm. hatred and his yeah. his disrespect for women, everything that got him there, and now he can see finally where he is. Now he's that he's at the end of bit. his rope. Yeah. Yeah. But it also, it's like a memoriam for somebody that Scorsese knew. Yeah, a mentor or another filmmaker maybe. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it was extra. 
But it is interesting at the end of the movie that he still, though, even though I think he's matured a little bit, mm-hmm. he still has this like dog inside of him. Yeah. Especially, you know, he's getting heckled. He's like, don't make me come out of retirement. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he owns the club in Miami, he goes to this table and has like an odd, he, like he, the DA is there at the club the night before enjoying a drink with his wife. And he kind of yeah. goes and like gives him a hard time. And just this really, someone you're scared of. Yeah. I don't know how else to put it, but he's you're just un- unstable. He's unstable. You're yeah. just scared of him. So um, even at the end, of the film, he still struggles with those things, but mm-hmm. and then that's the movie. Yeah, that's the movie. Final yeah. thoughts. Um, this is a great movie. I, it took me a while to get into it. It was kind of slow at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it really, really picked up towards the end. Um, I guess post. Well, I I think right around the time that he attacks Joe Pesci and and starts to beat up his mm-hmm. wife and all of that, things really come to a head. So uh, that's when it just picked up, and I was glued to the the screen for the remainder of the time. Um, it's beautiful. It's just a gorgeous visual movie to watch. Black and white, I think really, really helps it helps set the period. I don't, again, we don't know why he did it, but it was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, Ebert had a really nice thought here and I'm sorry to be a reviewer and b- borrow from another <laughs> reviewer, but it was just really his, his uh, review of this movie is very well written. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, Jake has an ambivalence toward women that Freud famously named the Madonna whore complex. For LaMotta, women are unapproachable, virginal ideals until they are sullied by physical contact with him, after which they become suspect. Mm-hmm. During the film, he tortures himself with fantasies that Vicky is cheating on him. Every word, every glance is twisted by his scrutiny. He never catches her, but he beats her as if he had caught her. His suspicion... This is a great line. His suspicion is proof of her guilt, mm, mm-hmm. even though she's not cheating on him. Yeah. As far as, I mean, maybe as, she assumed, was. Assumed, yeah. Yeah. Um, they definitely play that way. Yeah. So he goes on to say, Raging Bull is not a film about boxing, but about a man with paralyzing jealousy and sexual insecurity for whom being punished in the ring serves as confession, penance, and absolution. Mm-hmm. And you can see that when he just takes those hits and he, again, one time he's trying to throw a fight, but there's, point when he's fighting Sugar Ray where he just gets the, mm-hmm. the crap beat out of him. Um, yeah, I really, really like this movie. Uh, I, I, I'm hesitant to give it five. We always say that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to give this four bloody boxing gloves <laughs> out of five. Cool. Yeah, I mean, this is a film that is widely respected and it's often regarded as the best sports film of all time. Yeah, it was like um, number four of all time, like of all yeah. films all, of all time or something. Yeah, I can't remember who did that. Maybe it was AFI. Yeah. But um, yeah, and I agree with that. I think the best sports films don't have to do with the sport. I think they're about the people that are involved in the sport just because you can't always relate to an athlete, but you can relate to human problems of inadequacy and, yeah. you know, and, I mean, anger. If- and when we review Johnny Tsunami, um, <laughs> yeah, the themes will really be evident. The replacements. We'll get <laughs> the into we'll get into all of the good sports movies. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just it really captured this person. I mean, I, I don't know Jake Lamada. I'd never heard of him before I watched this. Um, but you can see that there's somebody, you know, dying on the inside. Somebody that because he's so aggressive, he's successful in the ring, but that also alienates everyone that's around him. Mm-hmm. And he's also just always feels inadequate in everything that he does. He doesn't feel like he can measure up to other men. He doesn't feel like he can compete. Um, but he's still one of the greatest of that time, one of the greatest boxers, at least in his weight class. Um, yeah, I, I love this movie. It was beautifully shot. Like I said, the sound was a little off. Mm-hmm. It was hard to hear actors sometimes. And I just, I don't think that's necessary. I don't know if it was budgetary i don't know if it was artistic they wanted to use one microphone i don't know i just didn't like that i couldn't hear some people sometimes um overall i highly recommend this you should watch it recommend not recommend recommend this you should watch it um i give it 4.5 hershey bloodstains out of five (laughs) all right hershey bloodstains hershey bloodstains yeah you can't really do that in real life because it's not black and white but it works for the movie that Hershey blood. Okay, well, thank you for listening to our review of Raging Bull. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, uh, you can email us over at rewindcinemapodcast at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. You can Twitter. find us on Twitter and Facebook at Rewind Cinema Pod. 
And as always, music was provided by Natural Anthem. Thank you, gentlemen. Find them at naturalanthem.net. Net. Leave us a review on iTunes. Tell us your thoughts. What are we talking about next, Gabe? Uh, the next movie we will be reviewing is Stir Crazy. Will the defendants rise? Considering all the facts and arguments presented by both counsel, and after careful deliberation, I find the defendants guilty as charged. Do you wish to waive the right to a pre-sentence hearing? No. Uh, yes, Your Honor. Taking into account the severe and ruthless nature of this crime and the bleak prospects for your rehabilitation, I hereby sentence you to serve 125 years in the custody of the Commissioner of what? the Department of Corrections. What? 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 Wait, no, 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 wait, no, 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 sit, 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 sit. You know, we didn't do it. There's a misunderstanding. That's why we didn't do it. We didn't. I did. Our lawyer uh, no, told us to come up. <laughs> He's joking. He means I we told didn't you. do it. See, we we didn't do it. Have you got the right case? This is Monroe and Donahue. Harry, Harry, Mar Monroe, <laughs> Harry, Monroe. Look under there. Look Sir. under that. In black, tall. Sir, we did. Black man. How much does that mean in actual time? 30 years, tops. I'm going to be a dead old man. I don't want to do 125 years. I don't want to do one. I don't even want to do 100. I can't. Or kill this monster. What? Yeah, I'm very excited to talk about that one. You know, classic Gene Wilder, I Richard think, Pryor. I think Wilder is like top five yeah. for me. Yeah, he's great. He's very special. Even a, though, and he wasn't like some brilliant actor, but I'm, I just, I don't know. He was. was. pretty good, yeah. He was, right. I mean, I know, I mean, he wasn't, it's not like you look at him and go, oh, Daniel Day-Lewis acting. He didn't show a lot of range. Right, yeah. but he, something about him that I just, He's I, captivating. I love Richard him. Pryor as well. They yeah. were such a great duo yeah. for so long. So, yeah, very excited to talk about that, but otherwise, watch, watch more, more movies. movies. Yes, I effed all of them. I had sex with all of them. I, yes, I sucked your brothers. <laughs>